The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose, or maybe you know it, but you just can't find the path toward it. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love, then we need to talk. I'm Colleen Greco, and I'm your joyologist. I help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching. Whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at the Colleen Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to another edition of Joy Unleashed. I'm your joyologist, Colleen Greco and humble host of the Joy Unleashed show. And today I have a wonderful guest, Chella Diaz. I would love to welcome her to the show. Hello, my friend. I am so glad we're doing this today. Me too. This is my little victory dance that I've made up recently. I kind of like, I do it whenever, I mean, I could stand, but then you'd just get my waist, but that's my victory dance. I'm like, hello, cello. <laughs> With a little wrap. Didn't it sound to have a little wrap into Yeah, the- like we can, we got it. We're good. <laughs> so I, of course, know you, but our viewers um, may not. So if you would just take a moment and give us a little introduction. I would love to jump into some of my juicy questions. It's an honor to be here because this is one area, you know, I have been good with money since I was nine years old. And it's, you know, to be quite honest, and let's be, have a, 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 a transparency moment. I did not know that other people viewed money differently until I met my boyfriend who then we got married. We moved in and that's when you I be really began to see that other people have a different point. And that, that looking back, that may sound silly, but let's be honest. Money is something we don't really talk about. Money is definitely right? a taboo topic. So I would love to jump in. I'm all about the taboo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of, you know, that's been and then um during the marriage, I learned a lot, right? And my, the most important thing is I learned that the money conversations we listen to as children move with us. I think of those conversations as different outfits. And those outfits change as we change, as we grow. But we always go back. And again, I'm not saying it necessarily needs to be something deep or something negative happened, but we always go back. Once you're able to identify that life becomes a lot easier. 
I love this. So I'm guessing your view of money is like you don't have fear associated with money or like negative thoughts associated with money. And, and that that's always been your, your relationship. Is that fair to say? No, it's so interesting because this is what's great. Now I've been good with money. And for me, I uh, wanted to buy a car and I had a part-time job. I saved three of my paychecks because that's way back when we used to get paid weekly. Uh, I saved three of my paychecks to go towards the down payment of my car, right? So to me, that just made sense. You save the money, you get the car. Same thing when I bought the house, right? You want some, if there's something you want, you find ways, how are you going to get there, right? So that mm -hmm. was the easy part. When I became an entrepreneur and I was paid to go out and speak, I went to go to, uh, host a financial literacy class for high school students. That went against everything that I grew up, which was you have to work hard for your money, right? As long as I was saving and I was working, that was part of the thing. But for me to go out and speak and get paid to do that, that's when the really, truly the transformation and the inner work began for me because my body was like, wait, 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 we're going to get paid to do what? Right. So I went through the same thing, even though money, and to me, it's like, okay, the inner for me, it was like, I had to identify and release that. Yes, you do have to work, but it doesn't always have to work hard in order to earn money. So it took a lot of reaching out to my coaches and to my mentors to really release and be okay with that, you know, and that was the very first time I got paid to go out and speak. I love it. I can remember because I, I agree. So, so much of our inner programming comes from, you know, the ages of like eight to 13. And I can remember conversations with my father who he's now since passed, but every conversation was, how are your grades? How's your money? Right. Those were like the two most important things to him besides his family, of course, but always making sure we were all set in those areas. And I mean, probably up until he passed away, which I think I was about 38 when he passed away. <laughs> he still sort of asking me, like, how's your money? I'm like, good, not not going there, not getting into details. Um, but I catch myself all the time with those same like just key phrases, using those with my kids all the time and making money a thing and almost a, like a, like a threatening thing rather than a positive thing. And I, we talk a lot about um, in, in my business and then with my coach about money being energy, right. And how, how, you know, at least for me, I need to transform my viewpoint of money to just be another source of energy. It, it does. It isn't good. It isn't bad. It just is. So what, how do you, how do you relate to that? Oh, absolutely. And I think this is why I do what I do because as women, again, I'm, I'm focusing on women and that, you know what I mean? I, as women, we do not really see what we bring to the table. Right. And we, not only the experience I, for me, I think being a mother really, truly, that's the experience for being a coach. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because as a mom, we do so many different things. And I have two sons, right? So to me, you, but I say this because that's part of your experience. Mm-hmm. Because as a mom, you do have a different skill set than somebody that doesn't have children, mm-hmm. right? Nothing wrong either way. But I'm just saying, I think that those skill sets need to be counted. Yeah. Right. And really becoming aware, okay, how many people have we helped? How many people have we shared or guided? All of those are experiences. We've been coaching for a lot longer than since we started getting paid. Yes. Right? Because otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. There's a reason. But to me, if we go back, which is one of the things that I have my clients do is make a list of all of the certifications, all of the trainings, all of the experiences, because that's what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you see that, like you said, right, it, this is how we show up. But when you see that, and if you take yourself out of the equation, if somebody had all the experience, all the trainings, all the certifications, I ask, how much would you be willing to pay them to learn from them? Because they're going to, right? If we turn it around, and when you see the list, it makes it a lot easier for us to see, oh, yeah, I do bring a lot to the table. Yeah, I would say women um, are not the best at articulating their value, (laughs) their financial value. Um, and I love that that's where you focus. Cause I think that is, <clears throat> that's a huge area that needs to be exposed. And, and I, I mean, obviously there's been talk for, I don't know, well over a decade about the, the compensation gap between men and women. And that's, that's sort of like corporate led, but for entrepreneurs who are just, you know, out there have all these great skill sets and, and whatnot. Um, that's that's kind of a, almost a different argument. So how do you work with women to, you know, get them to uh, realize and and properly articulate their worth? Well, the list, the first one that I just gave you, that is the list. Um, and, and the other list is whether all the people that you've worked, whether they paid you or not, what did they say? What was their transformation after working with you? Mm-hmm. Because that's the language you can use to market your service, right? Because you're taking it straight from the client that you helped. And again, it's very important that you go back, all those people that you share your wisdom with, what did they say? How is their life better because you guided them through whatever challenge they were having? Because when you begin to use those words, there's going to be people out there that are going to be using the same language. Agreed. I have a a guy in my network that when I first started coaching about, I think it was about four and a half years ago now, he said, well, what are you charging? And I told him, and he said, well, what's your close rate? And I told him it was like, if I can get, if I get somebody on the phone, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. They're seeing him on the phone. And he's like, you're not charging enough. And I thought, well, why do you think that? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm comfortable with it. They're comfortable with it. They didn't balk at it. And he's like, that's why. Yeah. Right there. And it just completely blew my mind and changed my perspective on everything. And it's not about, you know, squeezing every dollar I can out of my clients. That's not it at all. But it's 
you know, valuing my time um, and theirs at a premium. Yeah. And when you do that, you know, what's really neat is that the type of clientele you're going to work with is going to be different. Yes. Right. Because you up level, they up level. Yeah, exactly. And people are willing to pay top dollar for transformation. Yeah. Because let's be honest, I, you know, because a lot of us women, I guess, we concentrate on how many people are saying no. I say, let's get real with our numbers. How many clients do we really need to meet our financial goals? Right? Most likely, I mean, we're not talking thousands of clients here, right? We, it's just, we humanly, in a coaching space, yes, there's online courses that you can do. I have several of those. I'm not talking about that. How many, whether well, it's going to be even groups, right? There's only so many people you can have in a group. So how many clients do we really need? Let's just say, just for the, let's say that we're going to say we're going to need 100 clients for the year. Let's just say, what if we begin to concentrate on having the conversations so we can go from 90, from 100 to 99 to 95? Or if you want to go one, two, three, whatever the math is, yeah. right? Really stay in focus on, I'm looking for the people that are ready for the transformation and can afford to pay. Mm -hmm. What if that becomes your mantra? What if you just concentrate and you get real with the numbers? What if you're in your case, not your case, but who your listeners, what if they only need is 50 clients? What if we just focus on getting those 50 clients? It makes the being on this entrepreneur journey so much easier because we're not so much concentrating on the naysayers. We're concentrating, okay, 50, 45, 40, right? It, make it into a game. I love making it into a game, right? What if you say, okay, 40, 50, whatever that is, makes it a lot easier because you let go, oh, they said no, they said no, they said, the timing is off. They're not saying no to you. They're just in a different place, right? They're going to a different destination. That's it. It's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say, what advice would you have for, you know, because we know that the stats that I think it's 90% of podcast listeners or entrepreneurs or something like that. It's an extremely high stat. Um, what would you say to those people that um, maybe are just starting out or solopreneurs that are doing it all? You, you and I fall into that bucket. I know you have a better, bigger support team than I do, but you're still, <laughs> you're still in my camp. Um, Absolutely. And proud to be part of it. Yes. No, I, exactly. Right. There's so much autonomy there. But what would you say to those people that are saying, you know, there are so many avenues to finding ideal clients. I know for me, anybody could be a client. Because I'm talking about mindset and weight loss with an obesity rate of 65% in the U.S. Like pretty much, you know, I could like, you know, throw some water in the air and cover half, you know, <laughs> half my my target market. Um, and I work with predominantly women too. And so they could be everywhere. So what I'm doing anyway is focusing in areas that I enjoy being in. So I've never been on TikTok haven't figured it out and have too much on my plate to figure it out right now. So I'm not there. Is that a loss? Maybe, 
but I'm not there, right? How do you how do you help people to like narrow in where they focus, um, you know, so that they don't get overwhelmed? Is it is it as simple as going where you enjoy spending your time? Absolutely, absolutely. Because let's face it, and I know I speak from personal experience here. I used to yes, we're going to talk about the social media platforms, but also what about the places where we network, where we meet other people, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this once upon a time, I used to attend 20 networking events a month. That's a there lot. was a special reason. There's a special story. We're not going to go through that. But what I have learned is that some of those places are more into a transaction. Buy my thing, buy my stuff. Here we go. I'm not looking for that. I'm not saying I'm not looking to enroll people into my programs, but I'm looking for the bigger picture. I'm looking to meet people that are there to build relationships where we can become each other's support system so that we can look out. You're creating your own sales team. You're creating that referral source that people are going to say, oh, you got to go see, you got to talk to this, right? Whatever the issue. So to me, that takes time. Mm hmm. Right. This is not just a coffee date and we're off and we're going to make a million dollars. It does take time. But also, you know, I mean, but with that, if you begin to concentrate of where you're hanging out with whatever your product or service is, right, find out, find that community that's going to help you and support you. And where are they hanging out? Because now that you know that they're the support system, now that you know that you have something in common. okay, now where are they hanging out? Because most likely, that's where you're going to find other people that think like that. Totally agree. Um, I would say you are masterful at LinkedIn, right? So that is one place where you hang out. And I, from perception, you do very well. You know, you are very consistent. You know, you know, I know you have your LinkedIn audio room every single week. What is it? 9 to 9.30 Pacific, right? Every single week, you're going to be there. And like, you know, people start to, you know, come to expect that. And that's great. And that that is just, again, part of that nurturing cycle. Another place you hang out, and I want to give a little prop here, is OWL. And that's where you and I met. Um, and why don't you take a moment and talk about OWL and, you know, how folks can... Um, benefit from your referral code. Yeah, you know, I'll definitely, and what what else can we say? This is where we meet, this, I'll is a place where you're going to meet people that are going to help you get better at what you, whatever you do. You and I would not have met if I had not been for Owl, right? So Owl has been around for over two years, but think when you talk about Owl, think about LinkedIn, where if you see that the person is live, you're able to reach out and have a 10 minute conversation with, right? Mm -hmm. So it's taking LinkedIn to the next step, right? The founder of OWL has this one thing. This OWL is especially ladies for those people that are like, oh, let me pick your brain. Oh, let me run this idea by you. So this is the founder saying, so I'm gonna, is I'll be happy for you to pick my brain after you pick your painted methods, <laughs> right? Because now, 
You know, I mean, initially, and this code is going to give you $10 to test drive the, the platform. But this is the platform where you're going to be able to go out and have conversations. You're going to build relationships. You are going to collaborate. You're going to get yourself booked on podcasts, mm-hmm. right? You're expanding your network, right? Because now you have the opportunity to connect people to other people within the platform. It's been a game changer for my business in more ways. And the list is really long. So we're not going to go to that, but this is a really, and I appreciate Colleen sharing. And of course it's appropriate that my code is money uh, because (laughs) I am on the mission to guide women entrepreneurs to make more money. So they create and create the life that they desire by charging their value. But yeah, that's awesome. Check it. it out. You know, you can definitely um, find me there. Um, there's so many, so many different benefits um, from Al, but it's worth checking out. And there are so many great people on the platform. Um, you know, especially in the beginning, I didn't know what I was looking for. So I, I just was like, I'm just going to have a good conversation with somebody and call them up. Maybe they're charging a dollar for the call. So it's a dollar for 10 minutes. Great. And they have mentorship Mondays from um, actually all day now where people lower their rate to a dollar. But sometimes people's rates are a little bit higher. And that might be a little bit towards like the prime time of their day where they really need to make sure that they're getting paid for for the time that they dedicate on the call. And that's wonderful. For me, in the beginning, I wasn't exactly sure who I wanted to talk to, why I wanted to talk to them. I'm just looking to network and and meet great people. And I stumble upon Joseph Rude, who is... (laughs) And I think you know who he is, but for the listeners and, and viewers, he's a, a former WWE wrestler, and uh, and that is not his stage name. But he is somebody that I wanted to introduce my son to. So my son is training to be a professional wrestler. Wouldn't it be great if he could pick this guy's brain for 10 minutes and just be like, what do you wish you knew when you were my age at my stage? And it was a great conversation. The call cost me $15 because he wanted to be paid for his time. I'm good with that. It was a 10-minute conversation where my son got some pretty amazing advice. And I tell the story all the time when people ask me about OWL because, you know, to me, when within my lifetime would I have gotten a connection like that? And the fact that I, when I looked up on the app, I was like, oh, look at that. He's online and made a phone call, and we were connected within 10 seconds, right? So that, to me, is like the power of OWL right there. Um, I know some people that, you know, are making, you know, like amazing networking and business connections off the bat. People that, you know, um, are like business coaches or social media experts, right? You know, where people need that kind of information all day long. They are doing phenomenally well. On Owl. So I highly recommend people check it out. Use Chella's code money for a free $10. Um, and, you know, definitely uh, she will be one of your first 10 calls. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> she calls everyone and everyone knows her. That's she amazing. does. I am. I am. Because again, the initial conversations, I, I want, I am an Owl ambassador but I really want to guide people so that they have the tools 
if this is the platform for you, I want you to take off running. Right. Mm -hmm. So I show up and I give you tools. What do you do? What's the best way? How do you, you know, some people, because it's a new platform, they don't know. So I'm definitely there. I enjoy it. And we cannot say enough about it. Check it out. What do you have to lose? What if you have a 10 minute conversation with somebody, one, some of the mentors there that are going to shift your business, right? It's 10 minutes. You got $10. You technically, you can talk for, um, 10 people if we call them and the people are only $1. So I'm just, just a little <laughs> saving tip there. <laughs> so. I think you may have already answered this, but one of my favorite questions, obviously, is what brings you joy? You know, joy for me is an inside game, and that is the inner peace. If I have mm -hmm. inner peace for me, everything outside of me looks different. And I, listen, I'm not saying I don't have bad days, and I'm not saying I'm not cranky. And the one way you know if I'm having a tough day or cranky is if I, my phone is off. Cause I don't want to talk to people. Right. So <laughs> I'm not saying that, but at least I know I'm aware. I'm not in the mood to talk to people. This mm -hmm. is not the energy I want to share with somebody. Right? Yes. So, I, I'm, so that aside, trust me, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm happy most of the time, but I do have my pity days um, where I like to throw myself a little pity party. But no, it's just that inner, right? Because if I show up that way, it makes the things outside of me look different. Beautiful. And I I cannot, you know, underscore what you've just said enough. There is a term out there called toxic positivity, which, you know, is not what we're at all subscribing to here. You know, I as as a joyologist. I do get accused of living in a bubble and, you know, all you do is think of the positive. No, I choose to direct my energy towards the positive. And I give the story of, you know, it's winter time right now. I'm in Boston. And if I go to walk the dogs, which is what I'm doing after you and I finish this recording, it's cold out and there's snow on the ground and I don't enjoy being outside in the winter. <laughs> I can focus on that. Or I can focus on how cute and frolicky and silly my dogs are being in like the peaceful quiet of the outside and how beautiful the snow looks on the trees. Both of those scenarios are 100% factual and happening at the same time. Which one gets my energy? So that's what, to me, that's what joy is right there. It's choosing to focus and give my energy towards something that lights me up. And you're absolutely right. It is an internal thing. It's a state of mind. I, I tell people it's, it's, a, it's a choice. Every single moment of every single day, joy is a choice. And you can have joy amidst crisis, which you and I talked about before we started the call. You know, that doesn't mean you don't have bad times or bad, you know, moments or months, <laughs> years right? You have things that happen. Everybody gets a turn with one crisis or another, but it's choosing to see the beauty of the moment. And as we were going through my, um, my younger son's uh, challenges a few years ago, there was this phrase um, out of a book, Blessed in the Darkness by Joel Olstein, And I had no idea who he was, 
um, he's a, he's a Christian pastor, but somebody sent me the book. Like, I can't really help you with this whole thing, but this book really helped me during my time. Maybe it'll help you. So desperate, don't know what else to do. I'll read the book. So I'm reading the book and this phrase, trouble is your transportation, literally hit me between the eyes. It was like the most powerful thing I felt like I had ever read. And I anchored myself to that phrase millions of times a day, probably for an entire year. I still do, but I don't need it as, as much as I did then. But, you know, still having joy amidst that crisis and knowing that it was taking me to a much more beautiful, amazing, destination than I could have ever imagined on my own. That to me is what joy is right there. I'm writing it down because that's just too delicious not to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a note to tag Joel on this uh, when we release this and this thing's going to go viral. <laughs> I actually seen bits and pieces and I've read a couple of his books as well, but yeah, I think he's, just amazing. Yeah. And, and that, that was my phrase. Saved I love us it. All. Yeah. Thank you. So as you're, you know, grounding yourself in joy, you must have some sort of daily ritual or, or maybe, maybe not every day, but multiple days a week. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I do believe listeners are paying attention to that type of, and looking for that information so they can develop their own habits. You know, it, there is, I definitely, there's a couple of things and it's, to me, I call it daily. Cause sometimes I got to tell you, sometimes I'm just not in the mood to do it in the morning. Sometimes yes. I just want to get up and do my coffee or do my uh -huh. protein drink. Right. So it's a day thing for me, but during the winter, during the winter, I enjoy doing cold exposure. I don't know why Whoa. during the winter. I, I know, I know. Uh, it calls no. me. Yes. <laughs> It calls me. It's just for, I look forward to it. Um, you and I could never be roommates. I'm like hot tub. You're like cold plunge. <laughs> I only do it for 90 seconds, but um, about three years ago, uh, I started working out with weights. That when I get my workout, either the, sometimes I do both cold exposure and the workout. But when I do finish that workout, to me, I checked it off my list. I taking care of my health. Mm -hmm. I did something for myself. And it's something that brings me joy. Now, I'm not saying I'm not in pain because that does happen again. Uh, but uh, so, sometime last year, I did the 75-day hard challenge. Mm -hmm. And that I... I don't know that I could do that again, but I was determined, <laughs> but I was determined to get it. I like to work out five days a week and then have two days off days during the week. Yep. But the working out to me is like check. And I, the other thing is I really do enjoy making whatever meal I'm going to make. I do right. It's I, I enjoy it. And of course, baking, there's a lot of bacon in my, and I know that I talked to you several times. Yep. You're like, I got to go. I got to, you know. But to me, baking is, brings me so much joy because I enjoy starting with raw ingredients and putting it together. That's my creative side. So I'm not saying I do all of this every day, but 
all of those are things that I do on a regular basis because it centers me, it grounds me, and it just brings me joy. Love it. Love it. Baking brings me joy too. I just bake things that I don't like. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> well, I'm powerless. I told you, a, a like freshly baked chocolate chip cookie, don't you dare put nuts in it or whoopie pies. Powerless. Absolutely powerless. Couldn't, I can't. And they all, they both have gluten in them. So unless I have gluten free, I'll dive right in. And with a gluten allergy, that is not a good scenario for me, but I'll do it anyway, because I'm absolutely powerless. I did so actually, I did. I'm good. Really quickly. I did create, I have several recipes that are vegan, gluten free, and they have no white sugars. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I would love to see those. I'll yeah. recommend them to my clients too. I was having a rough day uh, a few weeks ago and I was like, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to dive head first into this like pool of shame, I'm going to do it at a gluten-free bakery. <laughs> so I did, <laughs> but I don't have too many of those anymore. Um, I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for sharing all that you did around money and empowering women to really you know, charge with their, with their worth, you know, that fair market value, um, that we all deserve and, and all your wisdom. And of course the, uh, just the positive energy that you, that you convey. So I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. I cannot wait for us to do it again. We'll, we'll get that on the calendar. No question. And that was another episode of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters.